At WakeMed MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org. This week has been a week for breaking news. Today's edition, MJ Morris entering the transfer portal. Now, this was the only way this could end. It's it's a Shakespearean uh, kind of style story with MJ Morris and NC State in the will they, won't they, this betrayal, this direction, that betrayal, the other direction. This was the only way this could end. As soon as MJ Morris told the coaching staff thanks but no thanks on playing the final three games of the year, it was over. I couldn't see a way, and I said as much, I, I couldn't see a way that, that you're welcomed back into the locker room after that. Now, that's not to say that that people involved didn't think that was a possibility. Okay, I'm not uh, – some maybe on, on MJ's side, some maybe on uh, that were advising MJ thought, hey, you can get three years as the quarterback of the NC State Wolfpack if you sit these out. But anybody that's ever been around a college football coach – would know if you sit out games that you were supposed to start, you're pretty much sealing your fate. And this is the future of college football with quarterbacks. State, any other team you can think of, your favorite team, if it's not state, you can only plan for one year at a time with quarterbacks. And sometimes not even that. Sometimes it's a week-to-week endeavor. MJ Morris is going to – he started four games this year, started a handful of games last year. He is going to be the most uh, discussed and talked about non-starting quarterback in NC State history. He's not going to have a year where he was the guy. Now, you may argue that's why he deserves to have the opportunity to leave. Right? There's going to be a lot of shots thrown across the bow at MJ. You didn't care about your teammates. You didn't care about the school. You're abandoning. You're quitting. You did quit. All of those things are going to be fired across. But you could easily argue the first shot was thrown by NC State. I assume MJ thought he was going to be the starter this year. After the, yeah. after the way last year ended, he's probably thinking, all right, I take over next year. Sure. Devin Larry hit the portal. My job. Then they went and got Brennan Armstrong. That could be seen as, as undercutting him. Even though they were selling the, the vision of MJ, uh, uh, Brennan's the now, MJ's the future, a lot of, a lot of quarterbacks aren't going to see it that way. So he hits the portal. It'll be fascinating to see where his value is in the portal. Who wants him? Where does he end up? It'll be, it'll be like I said, fascinating. But more fascinating is where does NC State go from here? Lex Thomas. Thayer Thomas, Drake Thomas's little brother in the quarterback room, young guy, raw. Other than that, they, they, with some walk-on action, and that's about it. Back to the portal they go, or or back to 
finding a, a freshman that they feel they can start right away. I know they have Cedric Bailey in the the, the starting lineup or in the the recruiting class. Or again, Lex Thomas is a possibility. Corey Smith of Pack Pride joined Adam Gold earlier today. Uh, this is what he had to say about what's next for NC State at the quarterback position. Well, you know, the the question is now who do you go out and get in the portal and. Um, I think that's going to be the obvious uh, question mark here is they're going to probably, I would say, if not just add one, potentially two, because you need to at least go out and, and have a competition. Right now, mm-hmm. you, know, you have Lex Thomas, who's waiting in the wings, the only scholarship player that, that you have confirmed back for next year. They also have a guy in Cedric Bailey uh, that is committed to NC State right now, but uh, he just recently picked up an offer from Miami. He's a mm-hmm. Florida quarterback, a uh, kid that you know played with a a current Miami uh, player that's committed to their program as well. So there's potential for for him right. to flip his uh, commitment, and you know you hope that this is make makes it more attractive to come to NC State and and have a chance to compete right away for a guy like Cedric Bailey. But uh, we'll see what what the future holds for him. You want to know what makes all of this more interesting? What's that? The portal and the uh, the impact individual players can have on the portal. Okay? What I mean by that is, if I'm Lex Thomas, okay? Okay, I'm the quarterback on the roster for NC State. Now, you know, the the Corey just said confirmed for next year. He could enter the portal if he wants to. That n- nothing is confirmed until <laughs> like you're on the field for and even that with MJ Morris. <laughs> I guess you got to play five games for it to be confirmed nowadays. Crazy. Um, but if I'm Lex Thomas, I want everybody to know what an asset I could be in the portal. Okay? Lex Thomas is no no dummy, right? His his older brothers, Thayer Thomas and Drake Thomas, right? They're, They're both he, in the NFL somewhere. He's been around the block a few times yeah. with, with his brothers. Uh, he posted on Instagram a picture from June 5th, 2021, when he was visiting NC State. You know what it is? It is a dramatic picture with Lex Thomas in the middle, Noah Rogers on one side, Wesley Grimes on the other. Noah Rogers is one of the top 100 recruits from last year, wide receiver at Ohio State. Mm -hmm. Wesley Grimes is a four-star wide receiver that was at Wake Forest this past year and has already entered into the transfer portal. Mm. Lex Thomas is saying, listen, (laughs) y'all – you make me the guy. I got some friends that might want to come play with me. I can I can help us. You help me. Help you. Help me. Help help us. Let's scratch backs here. But it's not just him, right? Because if you hit the portal, which I'm sure they're they're you know Robert and I and the rest of that coaching staff are deep into to to quarterback scouting on the transfer portal. You also have to think about who they can bring with. If we bring in this player, who's going to be interested to, to, to play with them? And you have to think about what you need. The the What did NC State prove this past year? They need a quarterback that will not turn the ball over and will be able to get the ball to KC Concepcion and can pick up a couple first downs with his legs. Yeah. That was the, the – if they build their team in the same way they built it this year, that's what they need. That wouldn't indicate you need to go – go get one of the million-dollar quarterbacks to be successful. Now, you know, not getting one of the million-dollar quarterbacks might be like, hey, yeah, we chose not to, but in actuality, it's like, that's like me choosing not to drive a Lamborghini, right? Chose not to, can't afford, same thing. 
But NC State, they're, the quarterback they're looking for might be a little different. I'll also say this, and I, and I say this, if you're in the portal and you're a quarterback, I think you should listen to this. Have a little, have a little savvy, right? Have a little street smarts. NC State, even pre-portal, had success bringing in transfers and turning them into NFL quarterbacks. Jacoby Brissett, Ryan Finley. These were guys that started elsewhere, came to Raleigh, played for Coach Doran, and, and cashed checks as professional quarterbacks. Jacoby Brissett is still. So And Casey Concepcion exists, and the team won nine games this year. And you have a coach that you can be confident if you have two or three years of eligibility left will be there for two or three years. It's not only about which school can get you the most name, image, and likeness money. Have a little savvy, right? I never thought I'd say this to a college kid. If you take a hundred grand or two less, you might make that up in the terms of millions at the NFL level if you pick the right fit rather than the most lucrative fit. I'm not saying go for $0. I wouldn't expect NC State to to not work with a quarterback to get him some name, image, and likeness money. Don't go for $0. But look for the school that fits what you do, has a history of, of, of helping people that do what you do, and it might be a little bit less in the short term for a little bit, lot a bit more in the long term. Either way, Brennan Armstrong's going to be gone after the bowl. MJ Morris already portal bound. There's a lot more dominoes to fall before we know what NC State looks like, especially at the quarterback position. Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. I'm Tim Donnelly here with Coach Pete Deruda, America's wealth coach and best-selling author. Coach, one of the big questions I always hear is, do I have enough money to retire? Well, maybe, maybe not. The most important thing is you have lifetime income you can never outlive. We'll design that plan for the next 10 people to call. No cost or obligation. Put yourself in control of retirement. Call 800-691-3215. You can also text Tim to 600-700. That's T-I-M to 600-700. You'll hear from Coach Pete and the Capital Financial advisory group time to play a little panthers cons and cons panthers confidence and concerns what are you most confident in and on the flip side what are you most concerned about when it comes to the panthers one of these lists much easier to make than the other uh as always you have good news and bad news which do you want first i want the bad news okay dennis what are you concerned about when it comes to the carolina panthers even with the coaching change, the personnel didn't really change. That's your concern. That's my concern. Is that, okay, you may have changed Different the, chefs, same ingredients. Exactly. I don't know how much tastier you could make this, but it's still the same personnel out there on the field. I don't know. To be determined on what these guys can do, but my concern going forward is that they got a ton of injuries still. Looks like Vaughn Bell is not playing. He didn't practice again today. J.C. Horn's still limited bunch of guys still out and then also you look at all the injuries on the interior of the offensive line at guard that's probably my biggest concern is the fact that the personnel up front ain't changing you they may did change bring in coach. Gabe Jackson what's that they did bring in Gabe Jackson who Gabe Jackson who I mean you won't say that to his face he's like 340 pounds yeah I still want to know who he <laughs> is though that's the thing um my concern is holding it together yeah uh, I think you move on from the coach, you still have the same GM. 
you're you're firing assistants left and right. Like even even if Deuce Staley and, and Josh McCown needed to go, they were somebody in that locker room's favorite coach. You know what I mean? They were the the coach that interacted with somebody in that locker room more than anyone else in the franchise. And when those guys leave, it's a business. You carry on, you power through, but it it, it does it messes with you a little bit. And I haven't seen like the galvanizing force that sometimes happens when when these changes happen, where it becomes like an us against the world thing. It seems much more like, well, we all played a part in those guys losing their jobs, and we're gonna try to fix it. And it's just like, mm, ah. I don't know if they're going to hold it together. Uh, confidence. What are you most confident in when it comes to the Carolina Panthers? I'm, I don't necessarily call this a confidence, but something that I like. I like the fact that Bryce Young is going to have less voices. Because yeah. it's just going to be Thomas Brown, and it's going to be Jim Caldwell backing him up, but that's it. There's uh, no, like, Reich and Brown and Staley and McCown and Caldwell, like all these different voices because sometimes it just becomes so much noise that you start overthinking things. Like, you know what? One voice, one saw, mindset, let's I, keep this thing moving. I saw this observation, and I apologize. I, I don't know which beat writer said it, and it, it, I'm not going to sit here and type it all up to, to find out. Um, David Caldwell, the last two days, has walked out with the quarterbacks. Jim Caldwell? Yeah, sorry. Jim. Who's David Caldwell? That's a great question. I'll find out. Jim Caldwell walked <laughs> mixing... Uh, Jim Caldwell walked out with the quarterbacks the last two days. Um, prior to that, they said he'd just kind of been in the background walking out to practice. That is exactly what I'm talking about. You have Jim Caldwell, who's a very, very well-respected offensive mind, mm-hmm. just kicking around with like, you know, he's going to pop into the quarterbacks and be like, hey, on third down, make sure you're watching the corner. Then he's going to dip out, and you'll go back to your normal coach, and he's going to pop in and be like, hey, I used to tell Stafford to do this. And then he's going to dip out, and it's just like that's that's too much. Right? If he's walking out with the quarterbacks, all right, he's the voice for the quarterbacks at practice. Thomas Brown, he's the one in your headset. Like, that's important. So I agree with you. I, I like that. I don't know if that I'm confident in it, but I like it better than it used to be. David Caldwell, former Jacksonville Jaguars general manager, now personnel executive for the Eagles. There you go. I knew I had heard it somewhere. So there you go. Uh, my confidence, not necessarily in the player that I'm about to say. Okay. But it's in Chuba Hubbard being what Chuba Hubbard is. Hmm. I'm confident that guy, if you give him the ball 15 times, he's going to get 50 yards and he's going to get a touchdown, right? Mm-hmm. And, he, and he might pick up 80 yards. Like, I'm, I'm just – he's dependable. Now, is he electric? Eh. No. Eh. But he's dependable, right? And and that's worth something on this team, right? If if it's third and two, I like having Chuba Hubbard on the field, and that's 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 comforting. It's it's you know a good book and a fire. It's it's just something nice. Chuba Hubbard being what Chuba Hubbard is, that guy can get you first downs. Exactly. He's not going to break a sixty-five yarder and just you know like a Brees Hall or something like that. But you know what? He's going to churn out some yards. He's he's and a, that's fine. He's a bit of a throwback. Kind of. And, I mean, I'd say very much so. Like, you know, there were a whole bunch of running backs in the the late 90s and early 2000s mm-hmm. that they'd average five yards a carry without having a carry over 12. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> they were just, like, their bad carries were three yards. Their good carries were 12 yards. And, and they were just really good at that. Um, nowadays, the running backs are much more in the kind of, you know, Christian McCaffrey – 
prime Zeke Elliott mold, which is, yeah, I'm going to have some negatives, right? But I'm also going to have a bunch of 15s and a couple 60s. Yeah. And, and that's how I'm going to average five yards of carry, which is a, it's a different beast. Uh, Chuba Hubbard is much more in the, my bad carries are going for two. My good carries are going for nine. And you're just going to have to do what you can with that. Like That's that's just what I got. Like I say, he can get you a first down. I hit the second level. I angle to the sideline and do my best to get yards before yeah. they catch me. Playing angles out here. Fall uh, forward. Yeah. It, hey. Hey. Again, that's a throwback thing there. Yeah. You, when you just used to have a guy that you knew would fall forward, coaches were like, good, give him the ball 35 times a game. He's falling forward. It just doesn't happen anymore. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is going to be my question for the day when it comes to the Kings. Okay. Where do you put Svetch? Hmm. Which is which is a tough question to ask out loud because Svetch is a high IQ guy, and he's really gosh darn talented. And and the logic would say anywhere. But the hard part about putting lines together is it seems like there are some other guys that thrive in the place that makes most sense for Svetch to be. Right? Such as? Um, putting Bunting up there with Ajo and Jarvis. He'll be back there again tonight. And, and because Svetch was out, you can kind of say, like, oh, we're riding the hot hands. Is that a permanent move? That was the move all during preseason, during training camp. Svetch was out. Well, no, Svetch, even when he was skating. Okay, skating. Now, he wasn't playing, playing in preseason yeah. again, but during practices and stuff, Svetch was up there with, with Koke and Niemi. Again, it was, it was, I hate to say this, um, but we've been having these line conversations since the, the, the offseason. Mm-hmm. Terravine and playing so gosh darn well threw a wrench in the way everything was going to. It felt like Tavo Teravainen would be on the fourth line trying to prove himself. Then before Svech came back when he was hurt and when Ajo was hurt uh, during that same kind of spot, he scored like 10 goals in nine games or whatever it ended up being. I think it was nine in 10. Yeah. And, and it's like, all right, well, now he's solidified up there on a top two line because he's the, the hottest guy maybe in hockey right now. And, and, it's just it's it's taken them a while to figure out where to put these these chess pieces. And Svetch, because he's been in and out of the lineup a bit, it feels like he's the one trying to get in where he fits in. All right. He's kind of been like, Oh, could, could I work on this line? No. Well he okay. You will even if it's someone like um like uh like Bunting. Bunting seems to just play well with Aho and Jarvis. That's not a knock on Svetch, right? It's not like, oh, they, Aho and Jarvis, they're not vibing with Svetch. It's just, well, Bunting is vibing there. So you it's like, I don't want I don't want Andre Svechnikov being the polite guy who's like, oh no, 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 you sit. Right? I, I, but that's kind of what's happening, right? Like I don't want him going like, oh no, 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 you're doing a great job. You go. It's like no, you g- g- grab your spot, but at the same time, it it's it's tough not to expect him to do that. Well, I think well, I was talking to Adam Gold about this earlier today. He was at Morning Skate, and he talked to Rob Brindamore. Was that it feels like 
eventually Sveshnikov will work his way back up to playing alongside Kokaniemi and Tara Vinen, and Natchez will play alongside Drury and Nason because Carolina views the stall martin Nook foss line is like, all right, we're that's the line that shuts down the other team's top line. And I agree. I don't like messing up that line. That's totally fine. And the other three are just three scoring lines. Because believe it or not, Bunting, when he was skating with Drury and Nason up until getting bumped up with Ajo and Jarvis because Fetch was sick, they were scoring. They were creating chances. And would be they were scoring. Nason, Jar- uh, Navis, and Bunting both scoring recently as well. So they look at it as three scoring lines. So if you could balance out your scoring – and generally, that Drury line is going against the other team's quote-unquote fourth lines. Those are favorable matchups. And you get a guy like Martin Natchez that can skate better than any other team's fourth line should be able to get a ton of scoring changes. Same with Svechnikov. Like, that's the kind of way that Carolina's looking at this. It's like, you know what? We got three lines that can legit score. And Jack Drury's actually playing pretty well. Might not have the quote-unquote numbers for it, but the guy's creating scoring opportunities for his line mates. So that's kind of what Carolina is right now. They got three lines that can score, and honestly, there are times where that fourth line, like Jack Drury played more minutes than Jordan Stahl did in the last game. That's that's a real thing. Everything you're saying I agree with. It's it's taking those three lines, those nine guys, mm-hmm. and figuring out the right sets of three. Right, I like. Yeah, I think if you take almost any set of three out of that group, it's a line that could score. Sure. But it's it's figuring out the right ones and where is everybody being maximized, and it's just weird that because Fetch has been in and out of the lineup, he's kind of the one going like, "Pardon me, can I try on this line? Oh, excuse me, uh, you know, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit in here. You're gonna go down for for a couple games." And I'm going like, "All right, where should we put him?" And then once you, once you put him there, let him get comfortable, right? Let let him figure it out. You want to have that balance of like speed, skill, and net front presence. <laughs> yeah. So when you have Bunting with Aho and, and Jarvis, net front presence. Net front the way he scored I, last game. That's hard to say. Um, you also, Net front presence. There ex- we go. Exactly. Nailed it. Uh, but when you have Svechnikov skating with, for example, with Kokanami and Teravina, there's your combination of like mm. physicality with skill. And same thing with Natchez if he plays alongside with Nason and Drury. You have all you, – you balance out your lines that way. You can't – you don't want to throw just three guys who are just all passers together because – all they're going to do is just pass the puck, and no one's actually going to shoot. It's going to be pretty puck movement. It's going to be pretty. It, it, there's going to be some some uh, you know YouTube clips of <laughs> look at this puck movement, and then they just never get a shot off. Yeah. it's just you know 45 seconds of of awesome puck movement and cuts and and all this other. And stuff. And then it gets pretty annoying. Why why aren't you shooting? <laughs> yeah, somebody put one on net. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. 